You gotta get on the get on that mic. <laughs> this this is <laughs> don't be afraid of it. It doesn't bite, man. It's just a very you know un unsettling it's feeling. It's strange. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's strange. It took me like the other day when I was testing it out with the the other client. I didn't have these on there, so it was just the mic. It 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 feels weird, man, because you're like mid conversation and it just sort of like tickles your lip. It tick, yeah, yeah, it touches your lip a little. You don't know how to feel. Like yeah. wait a minute. It's... And like I'm like oh, I back up and I swear it winks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get back at it. All right, and let me know. Yeah, you know, it might be sensitive. I'm gonna work up here on the shoulder a little bit. Shit, not it. <laughs> shoulder is one of those fun places, people. Wait, are we recording? Yeah, I, it started. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah, so you're gonna cut out all that bullshit. <laughs> get serious Ooh, again. That shoulder shit. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna feel magical. It's not. It's not painful. Tattoos are not painful. That's actually a myth. <laughs> okay, so I'm hoping so. I, I had recorded a, a podcast prior to this with another client and it sucks because she talked about a lot of really cool stuff. But when I went home, the audio was just frustrated me with the tattoo machine. So I feel like I'm not hearing it as much in the headphones. I feel like this would be better. And then I take it home and isolate it mm-hmm. in, a, in an app and cut out as much as I can, which works okay. But you know, there's only so much you can do in post. You know, this isn't like uh, making dirt shorter. It's different with audio, man. You got limitations. <laughs> so I'm hoping now that it's, bearable when people listen i think i think we're i think you kind of figured out the the acoustics or yeah they can't see what's going on yeah if you can see what's happening i wrap (laughs) pillows around fucking everything these mics are just giant marshmallows he he soundproofed the entire studio yeah Yeah. the whole studio has like sealy mattresses i found on the street (laughs) but uh the, the only downside is these mics since they're so close to the tattoo there's like overspray when you tattoo. Right. So I have to throw these away. I have to basically build these little foam things every time I do another podcast because <laughs> they, they're definitely contamination issues, which means if you want to get in there, man, you get in there. Tuck, tuck your face in <laughs> Oh, there. this is my foam? Yeah, do you have it. That's it. You can take it home. Take take home foam, man. I can't wait. Yeah. I might have to commemorate this as uh, something. You know? Yeah, show show people. Episode one Episode of the one. most it was, famous I was podcast there. that has ever happened. And now he's Joe Rogan. Yeah. Is that... <laughs> That would have been a compliment, what, like three years ago? Three years ago. Now it's like a stern warning. Oh, it's, uh, man. I've, I haven't listened to that podcast before. Have you? Yeah. You know. He, he, I, I heard a stand-up. I, I like a stand-up, but I heard a... Okay, I lied. I just lied. I just lied. I lied. That's what I do, man. I lied. Well, the podcast and the stand-up is two different things. I heard, Yeah, because I did hear a podcast, and it was him talking about... Um, uh, what was it at the time? Just psychedelics, which he always did, but right. it, it was starting to become more UFC stuff. This right. is obviously a while ago. A while ago, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't listen to podcasts a lot, which means that what I'm doing right now is so fucking hypocritical. But uh, <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me you don't listen to podcasts? I don't listen to podcasts. I have no idea what the structure is, but I feel like that's like jazz, man. Like, you know, just, I don't, I don't know if this is a good structure or not. I don't even know if this idea is good, but I'm just going to dive in and then I'll let people tell me if it sucks. <laughs> and then I won't listen. I mean, like, what the fuck do they know? <laughs> but I, I think a, a podcast is just, you know, is literally a platform for you to just express. Right. It's sort of like, you know, tattooing. It's yeah. Just something it's just an art do, form. You know. Oh, let me move this. I'm like, I'm like vibrating the mic. All right. Are right. you skittish about showing the process? Of the, the tattoo? Oh, yeah. the podcast? I don't give a shit. Just... Just take a little quick one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm open, man. You just show everybody everything. 
I've you know I've already explained that any of the contamination stuff gets dealt with, so I won't have any of those pedantic people that's like, <laughs> it's like you're cross contaminating. Probably looks quite bizarre, right? Right, because you know part of <laughs> part of uh, taking a, a video is explaining what the hell is happening with this big furry pillow sitting in front of you. Yeah, like, right. What kind of tattooing is this? <laughs> it it kind of looks like you're getting tattooed while piloting like a, a aircraft. <laughs> Try to see, figure this out. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna look. Just so you know. <laughs> It's always cool if you look away. Kind of important stuff. Right. And that's really what it is. I tried to play it off like it was a tattoo, but it's just I know better. You don't look at a photo. When when a photo gets taken of you, you got other shit going on off. Like they need to think that just 10 feet away from the photo, you're starting an adventure. <laughs> that's what, you know, that's how I take all my photos. Like just look away. It looks, yeah. it looks so cool. Like, God, what the fuck's Duke doing over there to the left? <laughs> he looks majestic. <laughs> Man, I really look up to that guy and his constant adventures. And then, you know, the photo's over and you go back to watching C-SPAN. <laughs> oh, man. So where where can one listen to the podcast? Where do you plan on? Uh, so uh, this this is actually where I'm doing a, a little bit of back and forth because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to put all this on what's called, it's called an RSS feed, but it's essentially like a link tree kind of thing for podcasts so that the audio can be decimated out to other formats. But I think where I'm going to land is just Spotify, um, Apple and YouTube. I think I'm just going to stick with that because there's, there's so many different places to listen to. Okay. Um, but I don't know any. I don't. I don't know how easy it is to put stuff on Apple. I don't know if that's like a process. Well, I think you got the right process down as far as the first thing you said because feed, I yeah. have two friends who actually have a podcast. Oh, they're doing cool. pretty well. Uh, what but, do they? What do they have? Uh, <clears throat> like, like uh, actual people listening? Uh, that... Yeah, they they're just actually in a room by themselves. Well, one actually interviews people. Okay. Uh, you know, life. You know, kind of like this, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah sort of essentially like this. And then the girl, uh, Les Brianis, shout out. Um, she she uh, has an OnlyFans. <laughs> she she basically has a room. She sits down. She talks about life issues just by herself and her Rad. topics and you know her you know. That's how you know that she's actually an intelligent person. She's if extremely you, intelligent. You sit me in a room by myself with a microphone. The the Geneva Convention <laughs> shit that will. I mean, oh goddamn! I'd be canceled. Episode one, ten, <laughs> 10 minutes in. Just, yeah, just throw the whole, throw everything throw away. away. Yeah. Yeah, burn it down. Because it, it would just, it, you know what's funny? It'd be me exploring things I think are taboo because I'd be trying to figure out if I agree or not. But the fact that I would just be bringing up shit where people are super uncomfortable. You know, like I'd be like, let's, you know, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to do it right now. Yeah, I was about to, you know what? You I'm going to do, do it right now. Do watch. It. I'm going to watch do you it. get uncomfortable too, but I'll bring you back around. So just bear with me. But like trans people. Right. I don't like them, Duke. You want to nah, stick with me here. Okay. So I think they've had their time to shine. I'm tired of it. When I was growing up, going about my business, enjoying my life, some fucking trans person would always come in, interrupt what I'm doing, start talking optimist this, Megatron that. I'm fucking sick of it, man. They've had seven goddamn movies. Okay. <laughs> the, the Gomosexuals. I'm a proud Gomosexual, by the way. Gobots. That's the number one franchise ever. All right. Trans people do not have a premium on shape shifting toys. I hundred percent agree. I'm fucking tired of this shit, dude. It's, I, I, and it's funny because somebody literally just 
you know, not to go on the soapbox, but somebody yeah. literally the just, most famous trans person, Shia LaBeouf, by the way. He's super trans. Yeah, he was. In, he's been in all the trans movies. He, you're right. He is. I'm you're telling right. you, man. Trans number one. I don't know why people are talking about it so much. I mean, you know, maybe I'm ignorant, but this trans thing's gone on too long. We need to bring back GoBots. Transformers can go right. fuck themselves. I'm fucking done with it. I'm surprised that it's been a cultural thing. All I hear about every goddamn day. <laughs> we don't. And then what? Dark of the Moon came out like seven years ago. Yeah. They haven't done anything. Why are we talking about trans people so much, dude? Because Michael Bay is off of it, right? Fucking Michael Bay. <laughs> it's Michael Bay. That's what it is. It's a conspiracy. We hit on this conspiracy. <laughs> And so it's gonna be shit like that where people are like, I can't tell if this dude is just fucking stupid, or or he just does not understand what's happening culturally. And then my podcast is over. I can't sit in a room by myself. It's not gonna happen. Hey, speak your truth, brother. I'm gonna speak go on truth. a GoBot rant. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You gotta go down a rabbit yeah. hole. And then someone's gonna text me after hearing it and be like, "Bro, they're talking about transsexual people." The FCC people. is coming to get you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, "Wait, like people who switch like male women?" I'll be like, "That's fucking cool. That's some cyberpunk shit, man." I'm down with that. Missy Elliott was all about that. You remember right. that shit? Yeah. What was you it? had to be there. Yeah. You had you to got be a big there. dick, let me search it. Yeah, Find let me you a good it. doctor that can switch it. Or what was she saying? Y'all yeah, see how he switched it up? Yeah. <laughs> the man A, he has layers. <laughs> it's a sunions of this shit. What is it? What is the song? Is your permitting fine uh, It plays it backwards. I don't think anybody knows the words to that. Yeah, song. but if you play it the if other way. If you play way, it backwards, yeah. Yeah, it says dick or no dick, it all slaps. I can't remember what it is. Wow. No, it doesn't say that. I didn't even Holy shit. I was like, for real? This, all this time? This kind of shit happens to me all the time, though, where, like, there's some cultural movement that's, like, talking about something I don't actually... Like, I'm on the wrong subject. So somebody will be like... They'll be like, have you heard what's going on in the news? And, the, like, the you know, the trans thing, when that first started happening, I literally went Transformers in my head. <laughs> and it took me maybe, like, three or four days to be like, oh, oh shit. shit, yeah. <laughs> this is, like, a gender thing. And then, I'm, then I don't care anymore. I'm like, fucking do whatever you want. You know, like, growing up, my sister would put me in a dress, and and that was, like, the most free I ever felt, dude. My legs were just, I ran so fast, <laughs> and I had to, because my dad was a yeah, white Baptist. Because the wrong person <laughs> yeah. catch you in that, you know, that ensemble. And my and dad was like, if I catch you in a dress again, you're going to go to school in that. And I was like, Woo. bet. Oh, you you were you were good with that. I was like seven. Oh, seven. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, I was say that. Who the f- I didn't fucking know it. Gender clothing, but dresses were the shit. You know, growing up now, I'm like, I would have got my shit rocked, man. You think Armando was your problem? Yeah. Show up in the dress. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna do. He's gonna have my name tattooed on him. <laughs> so, do you think society makes people, I guess, skittish? Yeah, so I think I think people are horrified to talk about their opinion on stuff. But the thing is, okay, cancel well, culture, cancel culture for sure is <laughs> it's bullshit because it can go too far. There's like, I think there's a like a David Goliath complex, right? Mm-hmm. When you take down the king, it feels amazing. Right. So you got like uh, Epstein, Weinstein, Cosby, these dudes who were doing fucked up stuff. Right, they got taken down for it as they deserved. But what happens is, like, when you take down the king, it's kind of an addicting feeling. You don't just stop being a crusader. Why, why stop here? Yeah. Yeah. So then you're just like, then you're going after dudes who are like fucked up and use the wrong word, and they don't even know what the what the meaning is. And now they're like, they can't work at Exxon anymore, you know, because they <laughs> tweeted some shit. But like, it can go too far, obviously. It, 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 right. Yeah. I, I think, think there's a level to it, and, yeah. and people have to be cognizant of it. But people know it can go too far. I'm totally down with just taking out like really gross people because there's some dudes that like, fuck, man, they're awful. I got a daughter. Right. I do not want her growing up in a world like that. But I also don't want my son to like tweet a joke he heard from a friend and not know the meaning. And then, you know, he yeah. goes, yeah, he goes right. into class and he's getting pulled in the office and shit, you know? Yeah. And I think as parents, that's one of our biggest fears is 
For sure. Do we teach it? Do we expose them to it? Or do we just kind of let society tell them what they should feel? So my approach has been to, I just educate my shit on my, my shit. <laughs> I, I educate my kids on shit that I, I didn't want to have to talk to them about at this age, but mm-hmm. I just need them to know what it is. I don't inject an opinion into it. Right. Like they'll, I'll let them come to their own conclusions. But like, if they ask a question about something, I'm going to explain what it is. I'm not going to pat it anymore. You know? So like, my, my children pretty much know everything about sexual identity, stuff like that, stuff that I don't want to have to talk to them about it. But right. if they bring it up, I know they heard it somewhere. And if they heard it somewhere in this day and age, they heard a polarized version. 100%. Yeah. So I have and to And then just... they throw it. It's on everything now. Oh, yeah. So you, you, you like, they kind of corner you into having to have these conversations you're not ready to have, but you have to. Yeah. Because not... you don't want your kid to come out on the other side and be the bad guy. Hell no. I don't want to. And make you look like shitty parents because you're like, are, are you teaching them this? For sure. Yeah. Because so... like. Children will respect any adult in their life that's kind to them. Right. So these adults might have some really fucking horrible opinions, and then they're just dumping them on the kid, and the kids and just absorbing it because they love this person. So right. I have to let them know, here's just what the overall structure of this conversation is. Like, here's what this means. Here's what this means. Come to your own conclusions. And then I have to tell them, whoever you heard this from, just forget how they told you to feel about it. Just right. decide on your own. And kids being just usually loving children, they usually just go with, just liking everyone right really cuts a lot of the hate bullshit out right and and that's i'm glad yeah. you said that it's like so do you firmly like you being you know caucasian me being black do you yeah firmly believe that uh hate is taught yeah oh because right yeah you, you, okay i don't have white friends right and i'll be honest it's it's in response to the shit i dealt with in midland okay so my my best friend's filipino mm-hmm. uh and then my my friend out here i hang out with he's colombian and you're black. I don't know if you know that. You're black, dude. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, How long and, have you been sitting on this information? Yeah. <laughs> so I, you had to find out like this, dude. <laughs> so, but I don't, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't like despise white people. That'd be such a fucking self-white hating dumb thing. Right. But it, I just don't click with them because there's, uh, I think there's just like a weird reminder of growing up in Midland. I heard a lot of stuff I didn't appreciate. Right. And it, it sticks with you. And there, I'll admit there's a little fear. Okay. Here's what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I've had friends that were white and they're fine, but like you go to their house and then you start finding out some of the opinions, maybe their parents had, you know, and there's a right. time you just tired of being disappointed in people. And hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, so, no, I definitely, cause yeah. you're, 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 you're talking to somebody who played a, you know, Caucasian dominated sport essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You um, played lacrosse? <laughs> you know? I was actually talking about badminton. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, just growing up and, and like you said, to your point, you know, you, you you click with somebody and then you go to your house and really see how their parents move and, yeah. and their, you know, ideologies or whatever it may have you and really understand that there's it's such an elaborate opinion over a period of time. Like people haven't really conformed to, you know, today's day and age and it's yeah like my best friend 26 years is white guy you know? yeah and people always under like how you you know you from the hood how did you click with this white guy because i mean he was different he yeah. was there we played baseball together we grew up together he's my best fucking friend like you said hates taught he he wasn't taught it right cool. he wasn't taught it yeah. this is like you know all the stuff going on with black Lives matter and you know everything yeah. that happens and you know oh that was a fun one wasn't it wasn't that man, a fun time period? Like, it really had you looking at <laughs> people Jesus like christ man <laughs> And, and some of my, even my college teammates, like seeing stuff, and like, don't get me wrong. Your, your platform is your platform. You post whatever you want. Yeah. I don't hate you for whatever you feel. If that's how you were raised, so, so be it. 
That's your opinion. Yeah, but dude, you're black, so like when you hear an opinion like that, it's more them telling you straight up right. how they feel about you. Right. Yeah. And 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 that's you have to really be you know an adult about situations like that. Like you can't just like, hey, fuck you for how you feel because I can. That's how that's I'm, how you I'm, feel. I'm yeah. white. I can do that. <laughs> so that's yeah. I mean that's what it is. I've I've gotten like and he moved to one of the most racist parts of the Midwest, Ooh. the KKK capital. Kentucky? No, it's well, it's right above. Is it? Well, it's Crown Point, Indiana. That's okay. Where I'm be honest. Originally, with you. geographically, man, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not strong. It, it, here, it's dude. like it's like where Red Dragon was born. Like oh, that's where shit. it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, he moved close to that place, but yeah. you know, long story short, you know, went to Dairy Queens over there, and that was my first like culture shock moment. Like me and him, we yeah. grew up in the hood. He was normal after a couple of days. Everybody stopped fucking with him. Yeah. But then you go to Crown Point, Indiana, where it's like one of me. And literally, it's like a movie scene. You walk in the you walk in the door, everything stops. Yeah. Phone stop ringing. Oh shit! It was it was the most that's scary, uneasy feeling I've ever felt in my life. And that's just how how it is in certain parts of the country. You just it's, heard the banjo slow yeah. down because <laughs> it was. It, you walk in, and everybody just just stops and just stares. Yeah. And then he just stops and looks around, and then he just yells out, "What the fuck is everybody looking at?" All right, we'll get on him. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's like you don't really build bonds and brotherhoods like that we still talk about this story to this day yeah because it's horrifying yeah it, i can't even fucking imagine oh god it, especially for me and then like i said i think i kind of get well he grew up where we were we're from so yeah i don't think he really had a culture shock but for me that shit was different yeah because you know i saw you know caucasian people all the time yeah i didn't yeah in the confines of those neighborhoods right. it's a whole different culture but it's when you different get to the but you go stuff, to the other side it's like yeah. woo. that's what i'm saying you know midland texas is uh, it, it, Midland's changed. I, like, I don't want to mm. shit on it to anyone who's been there because actually, I don't fuck. It might not have changed, dude. I'm be honest <laughs> with you. It might not. It, it's still hard on trucks if you were wondering. Okay, I hate cool. Midland, yeah. Texas. It's rough. So, like, growing up there, though, there's there's a pretty diverse crowd just because oil brings in talent right. from all over the world. But there's some old outliers that 100%. don't leave. And they the opinions from them are stronger than anybody else's because they seem unified in that hate. And it, it's. Like I was saying, you know, I'd have friends out there and we'd be cool in school. I'd go stay the night at their house. And then you just hear like a conversation in the living room. And about halfway through, you're like, what? The f-? You know, and I'm, I'm like nine years old, man. So right. like, for me, I'm like, whoa, we, you know, we're and I came from Dallas. I lived in Dallas. Right. And like the part of Dallas I lived in, you know, <laughs> unsavory, most, mostly black, dude. No, no, it was the good kind. <laughs> Yo. it, yeah, it, was, it was cultured. So it was mostly black. So like for me to go to Midland and then mm-hmm. hear that stuff, it's so hard. It, like it, to me, I was just like fuck is uh happening first here and right. also like why is it i just my, I, I will give you this my mom and dad are really good at just not introducing hateful subject to me at all so it was really shocking when i heard it at all right and that's the part that shocked me i think that left such an impression on me that i stopped making friends with those kind of kids because the disappointment is just profound and it then, is yeah and <laughs> then i have to like stop hanging out with that dude and i can't tell him i don't want to hang out with you because when i go to your house it feels icky you know that's it's fucking because i can't put it into words i'm nine i'm an idiot I don't know how to like have this dissertation. Hey, sit down, bro. First off, socioeconomically, we don't match. Like, I can't right. talk like that at nine. So I'm just like ghosting him. And then, you know, and then and then out of nowhere, I blow up in the middle of science class. And he's like, why don't you talk to me? I'm like, because I grew up with black people. <laughs> I love like, it here. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because he forgot. Because to him, it's normal. It's normal. You know, he whatever. hears it. Oh, yeah. So anywho, it's uh, that's kind of why I think I, just, I don't hang out with white people a lot. And the, like the only white dude that i really 
clicked with was another tattooer named Andrew, and he moved so <laughs> to fucking Iowa. Wow, yeah, that might be the, the whitest, whitest city in America. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a nice, you know, he's just a good dude. He's not. It's I I will admit there's some shell shock and shyness for making friends with white people. Yeah, that's, it's funny you said Iowa because my company is actually headquarters in Des Moines. Yeah. So I had to spend three weeks in Des Moines getting There's my CDL. There's nothing out there, dude. There's absolutely nothing. He goes to Target and he sends me pictures of corn. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, going to Target, bro. <laughs> There's literally nothing out there but corn. It's corn, man. It's just corn. Yeah. Like, that shit was different for me, too. Like, and then. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> And that's I'm a city boy, so don't tell me no shit about no farms, no small stuff. Like, yeah, I don't care nothing about that. I need the cars, need the traffic, I need all of it. Even though I complain and bitch about it on a daily basis, yeah, I'll take it. I've I've lived, you know, I worked uh, oil for a little bit, so I got sent to right. New York, Arkansas, stuff like that. I've kind of lived in different various areas. Um, it's still shocking to see corn forever. <laughs> Just endless seas of corn. You know it's you grew insane. up in a dust bowl, right? There's nothing out there. No. There's like seven gas stations in Midland. It's not corn, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it. When you see the same plant for 90 miles, you're like, who's eating all this Who fucking the hell corn? Is eating? And it's the rest of the country. It's us. Yeah, it's us. Yeah. The everyday consumers. Glucose and everything. Man. <laughs> hey, what, what were we talking? Oh, yeah, racism. Let's yeah. go from corn to racism. So, uh... <laughs> but anyways, that, yeah, there's... They relate. I'm like I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna make myself a victim here. <laughs> this is such a white thing to do, but like it, it, it having that trauma of like making friends and then finding like really hateful shit within their households like that has that still to this day is an issue because as a white dude when you get comfortable with other white dudes that have these nasty opinions they just let them out comfortably they let, because yeah. they think you know they literally like put an arm around you and think you're on board and that stuff makes you feel fucking weird and I'm non-confrontational so instead of like hitting them with a three-piece combo. <laughs> I just sort of slink Say, away. Sling, yeah, yeah, I see. And just slide away. So I'm fucking done with it, man. If 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 you're not like from somewhere other than middle of the heart America, then I'll make friends with you. But I just avoid that shit. And I think the last few years has proved it. It hasn't gone away. So I wasn't wrong to, to right. like, avoid it for the last <laughs> ten years, man. This whole BLM. You're thing, on to something. Yeah. yeah it's, I'm. I'm. I am gun shy, and like I said, I'm a victim here, man. <laughs> And like I said, that 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 whole movement really exposed a lot of my like friends. Yeah. Like I, I mean, they still friends or whatever. But it's like when you see them post certain stuff. Like, did you feel about? Did you feel this way about me? Yeah. And it, it's it's eye opening. Like all them times you woke me up to go run with you, work out with you. Like, did you really have these opinions of me during that time? Did they ever hit you with the whole? Well, no, not you though, dude. <laughs> it's not. It's not you. It's yeah, just everyone yeah. else that looks like you. It's all the ones I didn't meet. Yeah. That's, that's the so fucked up part of it. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I've heard that shit a lot, especially like in Midland when you hear people that are that egregiously racist. They'll, and, and it, like, so one of my friends, uh, I don't want to say his name. Because, right, uh, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, but, but anyways, he, he was cool, dude. His name was, <laughs> go straight into it. J- Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, anyways, he, so he was black and we skateboarded together. He was a really cool kid. But um, when we went over to another friend's house and, the looks that the parents gave were just like, I'd gone to this house a bunch. I never saw that shit before. And then all of a sudden the whole tone changes because our buddy's here and he's black and you start realizing, you know, it's more of that shit. But, uh, so that was a situation where later on I was asking my friend like, Hey, what the fuck was up with that? though the white friend. Right. And it was that classic, Oh yeah. You know, my parents are like that, but not him though. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well then who are they talking about? And, and then it comes down to, well, really no one in specific. In fact, every time they meet a new black person, they like them. 
And I'm like, are they even racist? Well, like at some point you realize that like they're not, they meet people and they like people, but they still reserve this racism for like this weird ghostly apparition group of people they've never met. <laughs> they're like, I'm telling you, I haven't met him yet, but those are the bad he, he's ones. He's coming. I feel him. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's, when I sleep at night, I feel him getting closer. And it, and it's funny you say that because that's exactly when he moved to Indiana, that's yeah. pretty much what we dealt with. Well, not we. Yeah. What I dealt with every time I went to his house and went to meet some of his new friends yeah. and whatnot. Because he moved away when we were uh, 14. Okay. So he went to new school. It was bigger. Oh, that's a formidable age, man. 14? 14? Yeah. That'll, you'll just jump on whatever, get you a group of friends quick. Right. Yeah. And then, like, and but he he's always been like, you know, shout out to him. He's always been uh, an adult about situations. Cool. If he feels bad energy, he's getting away, he's getting away from it. Like, All right. Yeah. He's cussed out more people than I have behind me. Ah, man, I fucking wish. You know, I wish I had these balls, man. Yeah, because, like, I remember one time we were in a mall in Indiana and, like, a, a group of his classmates were in the mall, too, and I was walking with them. And, you know, we were going up the escalator and then they just start shooting at me. I thought we were playing, like, with their hands, like, oh. shooting, like, yeah. and I was like, ah, you know, shooting back. Yeah. And, my, and I look at my friend. With the AK? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah we're shooting each other. The... It's cool. Yeah, they, they shooting at me. Yeah. And I look at my friend, his face is just beat red. Oh, no. He's pissed. Yeah. I'm like, what's wrong, bro? He was like, no, he's fucking racist. And it was like, it was a whole thing. Yeah. And, it, and like, and he felt it. Like, he felt it. But I was ignorant to it because I didn't understand. Like, I yeah. thought we were, were joking. But he's like, no, nah, that dude's a fucking racist. And then, you know, going to mingle with some of his new friends. Yeah. See how their parents looked at me. Like, they literally left the room. Yeah. That's the look I'm talking Like, that's yeah. what happened. We showed yeah. up. You know, hey, what's Cor- happening? Corey's got like uh, short dreadlocks and shit. So mm-hmm. it, it, we were raggedy skateboarders, man. Like, we don't right. fucking take care of ourselves. But like, to them, it was just a whole different thing the moment he showed up like i wasn't even comfortable there anymore and it you can feel it (laughs) you can feel it because they're not trying to hide it it's almost like they want they want you to know but they don't want to say it right and that 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 was the kind of that's the kind of shit that like makes me that's where i get frightened because sometimes i'll meet someone we're vibing and then conversations will linger into you know whatever not even just this subject but just any subject subject, just just caring about people in general and then all of a sudden they, they hit you with the yeah but and the whole fucking thing derails, and then you re- then you're like, oh shit, are we here again? <laughs> How did we get here? Yeah, and so I'm di- so I'm done with it, man. Like I've got my group of friends, and I'm fucking door is closed, and we're not doing it anymore. I'm tired of awkward conversations. <laughs> and it's just crazy. How to, like it's still like that to this day. Like yeah. we haven't. I changed much, man. It's, it's yeah, but you know we can go on and on about that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like what we're just talking about shit. Everyone's been talking about for like the last three years, but right? It, it, but you know what it is? It's just so astounding. <laughs> That's really what it is. It's like I, it's I, I think about it like when a full grown adult shits their pants. You're gonna talk about it for like six fucking years. Even everyone talks about it forever, right. and they don't stop because. Are you serious? You shit your pants. You 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 did that. Yeah. And that's how <laughs> that was you. It's like, dude, you're you're seriously still racist after literally all this dynamic proof that people are so different across the board. Like, dude, I'm all about hate. You can hate people. There right. are some detestable people. But hating on subject matters that don't even have to do with personality is fucking what a waste of your effort. Without even like just, yeah. just judging a, a, a group of people without even knowing them individually. Yeah, because my hate, man, <clears throat> I yield that shit. Like, right. it's, <laughs> like when I'm gonna hate, it's gonna be potent. So I'm gonna make sure it's got a purpose. You're gonna have to offend me personally. But the people who just lay in bed and like generally cast their hate across the group of people, like how fucking lazy. Use your tool better, please. <laughs> Make a change with your hate. Right. Write a letter to a, you know. Yeah, yeah. Flat, <laughs> flat, try to make change. Yeah. Flatten a tire in a parking lot. <laughs> Do something with it. Don't just generally cast it at, like, random people. 
Yeah, and I, I traditionally, I was raised like that. I, I love everyone, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously, if I don't like you, you're going to know about it, but it has nothing to do with race. Yeah. It's some shit you did to me or to somebody that, that'll make me cast that judgment of you, but yeah, it sure. has nothing to do with race in general. Like, if you made a successful investment and I didn't, right. I don't like you. <laughs> it's, We're done. It's not, it's not, it's not skin tone. It's no. nothing like that. It's just, you did something that I didn't get to do, or yep. you handled a situation that I would handle better, or something like that. You yeah. know, it's just don't be infantile with your hate. It's like right. people that are like, oh, I don't like trucks. Come on, fuck, I don't like trucks. I, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, and this, this, this is my life. This is the shit I'm talking about, man. Now we're in the yeah, but with you, you don't like trucks. <laughs> Wish I would have known this before I met you, dude. Exactly. <laughs> but no, like you know, I get it. Generally, trucks are terrible. Right. But the, but you could you could dig that back and you could find some decent trucks. So casting that all high hate trucks thing is just infantile. It's dumb, you know. And when I say trucks, I mean semi trucks, not classic trucks. Okay, because I didn't want to. I, I already know listener. where we were going. No, yeah. I, I respect yeah. classic cars and trucks, but all trucks matter. We're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about. Are you still doing that project? Yeah, my truck. Yeah. No, you, you gave it up. Which one are you talking about? The 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 building the truck. Yeah. No, I gave it up. Do you know how expensive shit is right now? Dude? Oh, I, I, yeah. Are you me? <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, yeah, done. Yeah, I. So I actually, I am. I'm waiting for this impending financial collapse, uh, like the the ruin of civilization. Right. And then I'm going to build my truck on the back of it. Um, but I've, I, I found a, a few different things I want to do, but uh, it just comes down to price. I'm not paying forty percent over what I could have paid last year. There's, there's just not happening. Right. And, and that's. <laughs> Man, that's half of the battle right there, understanding the market. Yeah, dude. I keep, so I, I have uh, this weird affinity for charts. It's probably some autistic spectrum shit, man. I'll, I'll watch a chart for hours. I don't you, know what it You is. don't think it has anything to do with all your investing history? I think that's why I like investing. Oh. Yeah. That's so this is even in. before all then. Yeah. So okay. when, I, when I first got into trading, I, I enjoyed chart patterning. And like, I'll just watch charts. I don't know. It's fascinating to me, right? Uh, which is, it's such a boring thing. Like, I get that nobody gets it. I don't know what's going on. I really do think there's something something off about me. But, but anyways, uh, so I just watched people said that about Rain Man too. Yeah, that's true. He did great things. He did amazing things. He, he never missed Wapner. <laughs> so I, when it comes to vehicle purchases and stuff, it all it all comes down to charting again. And I will chart the prices backlog through like the last six or seven years, and it just kind of gives you an idea of where you are. It's just easy. I think it's easier for me to understand what's occurred with something if it is charted out. You know, because if I explain to you, well, don't buy that car right now. It's a little more expensive. You, that's that's a snapshot of a thing. Right. But if I hand you a chart of where it literally was six years ago and what it's done since when then, there's data is easy. Yeah. Then <laughs> it's either it's easier to sell. Yeah. So this is my my most of my investment is is done charting even the most ridiculous things. You know, like don't don't like ice cream prices <laughs> like that. I want to find out how bad am I getting fucked. <laughs> so yeah, with trucks right now the chart is insane. I mean, I put it up. You saw it. It's right. insane. It, I've never seen that. I'm 34. I'm acting like I'm like right. Warren Buffett, but I've never seen it, man. In all my my 34 years, I've never seen an explosion of an asset like that outside of a, a pretty catastrophic financial event. Try purchasing semi trucks. I, I dude, I can't even. I can't even. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to tears over this. <laughs> I literally bought a semi truck for thirty eight thousand dollars cash. Yeah, that same semi truck pre COVID was twenty one. That's insane. 21 22,000 that's insane given the you know the metrics of yeah. everything it's i mean it's a simple flight <clears throat> from cash really like when you print that much cash people don't realize they're being pushed out of it but and that's know. what i explained to so many people yeah. like yeah okay yeah covid is one thing but then you gotta the government start printing 
pouring, you know, yeah. pouring PPP loans, EIDL loans. Yeah. Everybody had this influx of cash. So what's the easiest thing? To, well, not easiest, but by you know definition, the easiest thing to get to. Hey, assets. I'm going to buy a truck. I'm yeah. going to get some assets. So it made everything so inflated. Dude, when everyone has cash, nobody has cash. <laughs> Exactly. I, like that's just can i sum up economics <laughs> don't bother taking the courses yeah, yeah. here you has, go right here firsthand yeah, when everyone has cash no one has cash when no one has cash everyone has cash <laughs> the end and so that's where we are everyone's got cash so everyone's broke man you really broke down like four years of college don't fuck with that shit man <laughs> just come to me i'm gonna tell you two hey, things tune into this podcast this is gonna give you everything you need yeah i'll break that down and then uh, the best financial advice i can give you buy buy bitcoin in 2008 <laughs> wait that's the best advice now yeah get it oh yeah go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that's what you're seeing though with all these prices everybody has cash nobody has cash and and i think people they don't even like people move with the economy it's like a weird rule right you can you can you can print a ton of money and you you know right away you're going to have an asset level <laughs> and it's not like you, you you didn't implore people to do this it's just like people just move with money naturally when you print that much they're going to slide it into an asset that they couldn't afford before right. and they're going to outbid each other because this is the one opportunity they have to buy it and literally that's what the stock markets are watching yeah <laughs> they love that shit. they love that shit. that's also why we're down you know? <laughs> exactly we were down before the ukraine war announcement that's just another catalyst to sell but like we were we were already tearing down because they started raising rates again yeah you raise rates you stop printing cash you try to get inflation under control and then anybody who owns an asset's like i better jump at now because it's going to devalue so then you just have your bubble pop which sounds awful but for somebody sitting on cash give it two or three years that's a buying opportunity right i mean i'm like frothing at the mouth right now i feel bad for my wife every fucking day i'm just talking to her about prices because i'm I'm waiting for a, a bottom out on these things. Then you and me both. Yeah. When it, when buying assets for the people who actually sit down and do the the planning and the, the strategy, you know, to purchase assets to start a business, you know, and <laughs> understanding how the market is right now as far as purchasing assets, it's like don't do that. It's it's, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I my rules have even when I was trading full time or not full time but like mostly during the day, mm -hmm. I was tattooing secondary. Um, my rule is always buy that shit when it looks the most unappealing. I mean, when you are like, wow, this is a fucking garbage thing. Get it. You know, that's, that's how it's been with everything. You know, if that's if, investing one-on-one. Yeah. So like <laughs> profit Papa, margins, Papa, Papa John's right. Papa right. John dropped the N word. That stock, that stock dropped. Woo. I scooped it up. It was right back to normal. And in a like lot of people didn't weeks. do that. No, well, because they're like, well, that's the end of Papa John's. Really? They still make pizza. You like pizza, right? Yeah, that's a problem with one dude. You're talking about thousands of employees. You just get rid of him, and they did. And, and what they what? do? They they, they they inject the biggest black person known to man. <laughs> and look at us now. Yeah, they did do that. Yeah, they? they literally like, all right, yeah, bye bye, Papa Joe's. Yeah, you know, and here's Shaq, seven foot black man. I forgot about that. <laughs> I that is exactly why I bought. But I do, you know, with everything, Hertz Hertz the declared bankruptcy. And uh, they declared bankruptcy in the middle of the most insane money print that's ever existed. Really? So, yeah. And so their stock fell from bankruptcy. And I was like, that was a gamble, I'll admit, because they, 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 were, <laughs> they were not liquid rich. I was say before, yeah. even before they, you know. Yeah. But, but the thing is, I was observing, like, you basically had a new influx of investors buying everything. I mean, if you could name it, they were buying it. If it existed, they didn't, they don't know about P and E's. They don't give a shit about any of that stuff. They're literally just buying stuff. Right. So I was like, well, fucking Hertz is dirt cheap. I bought it. They doubled the price on that thing, man. It was insane. That's crazy. Yeah. It, How's it, that before they, now were they always uh, merged with a dollar and, 
Because, you know, they're a three-part company. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I ditched I, it after it went I want, Yeah, I was wondering if that was, like, part of that merger. Um, from what I saw, they just announced they were buying a bunch of Teslas or something, and people okay. freaked out. Which, to me, is, like, a terrible thing to do when you're liquid, you know, insolvent. To be like, hey, we're just going to buy a bunch of vehicles. But this market was not in, was, wasn't sane, man. It, I would say it was one of the easiest markets I've seen in a long time. Just if it went down, just buy it, you know. Right. And I, I bailed out about four or five months ago. I, you know, what's funny. I bailed when the Fed announced that they were selling off assets because the the Federal Reserve chairmen were like, "We're going to sell off these assets that we've been holding through this epidemic print," right? Because we just feel a little morally weird about it. And I'm like, "You're talking about bug-eyed, dead-souled people feel morally weird? No, they're <laughs> selling because they're done printing. Exactly. They're done propping up things with angel bonds and shit. So I, I took that as like, I got to get out. So I sold. And it, what, what pissed me off is I sold and it kind of went up again for like another two months. And I was like, motherfucker, this is it, the shit I'm talking about. You're right. But now I feel better about it. Now almost everything I sold is is way below where I sold it off at. Yeah, because I can't, I can't remember, like, you know, just staying on the hurt, the hurt subject. I can't remember if uh, when they merged with, because they is, what it looked like from the distance is they kind of just took two companies that weren't doing well. Just in a rental car, yeah, in a rental car went realm and just threw them all together. Like, all right, we're we're together now. Yeah, yeah. You think you're renting from Dollar, but really, it's it's from Hertz. Oh, well, yeah. So, <laughs> good luck to them. Hey, it's a good it's, it's a good business strategy. Yeah, I mean, if they can, if they can rent out their cars, you know, actually, I, I think most of them are sitting on huge amounts of cars. They probably could just flip right now. But well, you can't even have... get a rental car these days. Yeah, what's up with that? They're not producing. Oh right, because the shortage of all the shortage of all the chips. Yeah, okay. That... <laughs> so that, yeah, so everybody, you're like, you you get a you get a fucking Geo Metro for twenty seven dollars a day. Who the fuck is gonna rent that? Yeah, no joke, dude. Geo Metros. I almost bought one. Uh, Holly showed me one. She was like, "Check out this Geo Metro. It's a ninety five. It was pristine." And my thought was, I'm gonna paint this bitch Nickelodeon orange, and then I'm just gonna put all the Nick characters on it, right? And this just that, be that is cool gonna be awesome. Car, that right? would be awesome. Yeah, that thing was like eight thousand dollars. There's no fucking way. It, was, it blew my. So I like I sent the dude a message, and I was just like, Hey, man, you know, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, and he sent back like, I sold it, whatever. And no, yeah, he let it go for like he said it was like eighty five hundred people were outbidding him, and I was like, for a Geo goddamn Metro. There's no way. That's insane. That's when you know there's something wrong. There's something wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. wait a minute, what? How did we get here? Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. Mm-mm. So yeah, they'll, they'll tell you that anytime you go into a uh, rental car place, like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> Is that say, you walk in? <laughs> yeah. You're saying, Ding dong. Hey, good luck, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't you help God me? speed. Yeah. Bro. Not today. Yeah. Cause, uh, you didn't you notice know. all that empty concrete you walked across yeah. to get here? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the cars were maybe in the back. <laughs> I thought y'all had like a pageantry thing with the runway. Maybe yeah, you're renting planes. I don't know. It's hell. So, you know, if you're listening to this, don't, don't go crash your car. Uh, because they have nothing to replace it with. And if you do or, go get a car in this time and age, you got to pay a 20, 20% up, uptick. Yeah. Also, don't crash your car. Like also, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's try not to do that either. Yeah, that's uh, so I'm done buying shit. I'm just going to sit on money right now, <laughs> which is tough to do because money wants to money, move, man. Yeah, money wants, yeah. yeah. What, oh, man, uh, Boomhauer from, from King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Yeah, he's the most classic. Honestly, he summed up, uh, summed up like probably why people live paycheck to paycheck, but he was like, He's like, oh, you know, man, it also money, man. You don't feel that shit unless it's moving, man. And I was like, boom out. Yeah, he said it was like the wind. You don't feel it unless it's moving. And at first, I laughed, and then I was like, oh huh. shit, they... <laughs> you like money, money. That really, shit is deep. You really don't feel it unless it's moving. It's just sitting there, like it's like you don't have it at all. So that's you know my struggle. I really just want to throw it in an asset, but you know my dumb ass is too late. <laughs> oh shit! Sure enough. 
Uh, in, in, the real guy. He's yeah, <laughs> just showed up. He's rooting around in those bushes. <laughs> uh, but uh, Steve Irwin, I'm doing this this weekend. I think it is, and I'm actually pretty excited about that one. Then okay. And then Bill Murray. Then no, no, Bill Murray. Right. Somebody's getting a Bill yeah, Murray. Yeah, someone's getting a Bill Murray. I don't That's actually awesome. think I booked her yet, though. I need to reply back to her. I, I'm really bad about if the conversation's more complicated than just yes or no. I can't. I can't sit you on my. Out? Well, I can't sit on my phone and have the conversation with you because I'm right. checking that shit between working. So it's like I reply to you, I check in four hours, I reply to you, and then at some point, if it's like more than a back and forth of like five times, I might just fucking forget, which is totally on me. And there's no resolve for that, clients. If you're listening. I have no fix. It just is what it is. He does it to me too. Don't feel yeah, bad. It's, I'm sorry. It's, it's universal. It's the nature of my my day. My day is essentially wake up, get the kids to school, go to the gym, go to work for like eight straight hours, go home, work on side projects like writing. And I, I probably have an hour and a half of free time. And that's bubble bath time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's my bad. If I'm not replying to your stuff, it has nothing to do with you. Honestly, the the... The greatest way to get away that around that, just send me another message. <laughs> just do it till I reply. I'm not gonna be offended. I totally fucking get it. Just message me again. So when you say I don't want to expose too much on a project, but uh, Bill Murray, like, is it a specific oh, yeah. scene? Is it? Yeah, these aren't like big secrets, man. It's uh, that that would be such a Kanye approach to my tattoos. <laughs> well, hold up, man. I can't just not talk about tattoos. Yeah. I'm dropping like that. I gave you enough. You gotta come to the release party, man. <laughs> no, it's it's Bill Murray, but. Um, I haven't, I haven't discussed. She she sort of had a direction she was leaning okay. for some of it, but I, I just wanted to take uh, maybe three iconic roles and find some sort of recognizable pattern from that or, or image, you know. So mm-hmm. like uh, Bill Murray's Caddyshack, Plaid. Zombieland, Zom- Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're crying in the money. Man. If I did five, if five, five minutes. Uh... Shit, that'd be good. <laughs> so I mean, what you know, he's got some iconic stuff you can you can use. Um, but the, the I say the plaid from Caddyshack. Okay. Uh, definitely the Ghostbuster symbol. You have to have a Ghostbuster. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck am I doing? You, with my yeah. job, you might as well throw the whole tattoo away. Throw, yeah, throw the whole client away. <laughs> um, but I haven't designed that one yet. I'll get to it probably a couple of days before the actual tattoo. So but, theoretically, I could have came to you with like a cliche Michael Jordan tattoo that would have. I would have done it. Yeah, I would have put his, his uh, number behind him. Yeah. And uh, you know, found some way to to pump some some color into the the background. Okay. And will these be color or are they black, black and white as well? Black and gray portrait color background. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, with yeah, Mike. With you know, Michael. you see you see the portraits of, you know, sports figures on, you know, you know, the thousand dollar an hour guys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm trying to see if you were transitioning to that or just. Thousand an hour for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I did it. A little uh, foreshadowing. Starting people. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. How no. far are we in? <laughs> Just go ahead and stop right where you are. Yeah, stop before I got here. Damn. <laughs> um, actually, I, I that thousand dollar an hour tattoo thing is pretty I, rare. I actually only know like one guy globally that does that. And I'm and I and I want to ask you that. Yeah. Like, is that a different like style of tattooing? Like, because those look like actual. So uh, there's, it's not a different style. It's a different clientele. To okay. be honest, man. Right. It's more it's most like high A list. Yeah, it's people that don't mind sitting for twenty three straight hours. Well, right. not even straight. They'll come in, they'll do like a calf piece, something that like the average tattooer will need to get done in at least two sessions, you know, at least six, seven hours. And they'll do twenty to thirty hours. It's insane. Like the, it, I mean, 
these guys are talented for sure, but a lot of really in, incredible portraiture work mm-hmm. is just effort. I mean, it's just literally somebody. So there's no no different to the process. Not really. It's just literally just sitting yeah. down. So like what? Seventeen I, hours doing the same portrait. When you, when you look at my little portraits with all you know little detail and stuff in them, it, they're small, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they have to remain kind of small for me to get them done in a reasonable amount of time. If I was to blow that up, get all of the little dimples in the cheeks, right. get all the stuff that like these guys are doing, like Steve Butcher does a lot of really. That's good. what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. First off, incredibly talented. That's like not to be discounted at right. all. But he's developed a clientele who understands what's going to happen, and he's allowed to just sit forever on a tattoo. So the uh, okay, and so that, that answers a lot of questions yeah. because. I was like, what was the, are these guys really going in there for, you know, 20 minutes getting these portraits? Like, no. is, are they lasering these tattoos on? What's happening? It's a fucking event. Jesus I mean, you're Christ. talking booking a year in advance. You're probably going to have two straight back to back 12 hour days. It, and if, if you're local, he's probably going to knock it out in three to four long ass sessions. It, it's to do that level of detail, both requires the skill. You have to develop the skill first, which right. takes for fucking, I mean, years. You're talking about this guy probably tattooed a decade before he finally you know, finally lock that style down. And then you have an extra hurdle of, can I find people that will sit and understand that this is going to take a while and pay and pay? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's not cheap. I guarantee you a tattoo from that guy's got to be like nine, $10,000. It for, is. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's insane. You know? Cause I know I can't remember who it is. Somebody I knew from, he's a professional basketball player as well. He got one of his tattoos and yeah, it, it's, it up was there. a lot, right? It's yeah, no up doubt. there. Um, like, I think one guy posted it was like $20,000 worth of tattoos on his back from, you know, Steve. Yeah. A lot of these guys capitalize on marketing first. It's it's a really clever thing they do where like they'll get fairly famous before they're even actually that good. And then they'll use the fame to make sure clients feel, I don't want to say like pressured, but right. but you're just under the the impression that like this dude is the shit. You're waiting a long time. You're going to sit and you're going to pay. Right. And that. So this ties back into the creating the product and yeah, <laughs> and the demand and yeah, okay. And you know, I respect the shit out of it. These dudes, because at the end of the day, like the end result is all that really matters with a tattoo. If if you find somebody who's going to pay you ten grand for a tattoo, then you better make sure it looks good. And <laughs> this these dudes deliver. You know, like you you look at their shit. And what's funny is a lot of people are like, well, don't you want to get to that point where you're able to tattoo, you know, these crazy detailed things for you know and get clients to sit? But to be honest, it's there's a difference between that guy and me. He's right. got some sort of Zen-like ability to just be on a project forever. For forever. I can't fucking do it, man. Hey, I'm all about accomplishment. Like I, I got to see, yeah. I got to knock some shit out. I get it. Yeah. Like I, I'm okay with it not being done today, but I'm not okay with the idea of like, I just worked for eight hours and I have 20% of the tattoo done. <laughs> That's okay on a back piece, but I mean, you're talking like a forearm. And oh yeah. These crazy. tattoos aren't like really that big. Yeah. Like, There's a running joke in the tattoo industry. You'll see memes and stuff where it's like realism guys be like good first session. And it's like, you know, Iron Man's palm. <laughs> and, and then there's still just this entire tattoo left. Yeah. Cause it, it's funny that that's the exact guy we were talking about. Cause I found both of y'all at the same time. Yeah. So those well, I DMs, appreciate it even it, remotely. Being it, in the same and that's what it kind of, it boiled down to like my friend at work and my old job would send me one of, you know, one of his posts and then yeah. here come a Tyler, you know, post like, Hey, this guy's, you know, just Local. as good. Local and, and, he, and he's here. And like, now nah, there's no fucking way he's here. And like I said, it's just kind of, it's strange how the universe works. Long story short. Yeah. I'm, know, I'm it, a gift is what he said <laughs> from the universe. Best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Shout out to my kids. Yeah. <laughs>
those fucking silver medals. <laughs> First time, every time. <laughs> Back to it. All right. Uh, so, actually, I was going to talk to you. Um, last time you were here, you, you uh, and your buddy were talking about playing basketball in another country. Right. And you were talking about somebody who may or may not be full of shit. And in, in, in I think they were claiming that they're paying a certain amount to someone. What, I, I it's just funny know that you brought that, that up. Yeah. Because what happened there? It turned out that is, in fact, what was happening. No fucking way. So, for real. Yeah. So basically, that guy turned out to be like the big, the big fucking con in the Middle East. So he's been ran out Damn. of seven countries for doing the same thing. No shit. And he just happened to fall across our lap. And yeah. So um, we recently had to uh, pretty much. Did you, get, did you get Geek Squad on him? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Best Buy. Shout out to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to uh, actually bring three guys home because he they were basically, he was basically extorting us at that point. They, they were just over there starving. Pretty much living in his house and he, he was charging us for everything. Um, so explain the scam to the, uh, the people so basic, in a way that they can recreate it. So basically, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been watching Netflix with all these kind of Tinder, the, Tinder swindler and yeah. this new one that's out with the lady and yeah, <laughs> it's amazing stuff, but that's basically what it was. Uh, it's a guy over there in the middle East pretty much goes country to country and establishes himself as a broker for players. And, um, Pretty much gets guys to come over there with, with a hope and a dream. Of, and cash. Because <laughs> I can't profit off your fucking hopes and dreams. <laughs> so, yeah, he basically fleeces money. You know, get the guys takes their last money to chase the dream and promises them a contract in the end. But when in all actuality, you get closer to the end and he just finds something that's so minuscule about your game to keep you away. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So you get to the end, you you drop you no know, fifty points in the game. The country loves you, and then you get to hey, where's my contract at? It's like man, you know what? That team didn't like your your toenails. <laughs> your toenails are a little long. You are wearing them dark socks. <laughs> so that's basically what it boiled down to. Like, uh, like it all started out well, and and don't don't get it wrong. We did our due diligence, and uh, we actually had two people who actually lucked up. Excuse me, three people that lucked up using him and actually got contracts. Oh, okay. So we That's thought cool. that this was like a pipeline that we can, yeah. you know, use. Yeah. So, you know, in doing so, that's also another business that I have as well. Oh. Yeah. You, okay, so you're doing this. Yeah. Like, I'm not an official agent or anything. I'm just... Fuck it up, dude. I ball. <laughs> I got you. You know I yeah. got you. Are you kidding me? You ever see me play? <laughs> I believe in you, Ty. That's all it, that's yeah. all it takes. I can shoot five pointers. <laughs> So, you know, we, we, we basically hook them up with him and he gives them a place to stay, hooks them up with a gym. Then they practice with the national team. Like it all looks legit. OK. Until you really get down to the nitty gritty and talking contracts and where the money's going. Yeah. Where, where Where's this money really going? Because, you know, we're talking to this coach and he's saying he's not charging for this. But here you are charging for this. Yeah. yeah we, we've literally had this guy crying on the Zoom about a forty five dollar light bill of which he was holding up a contract for $10,000 a month. Didn't, but this was 45, their currency, wasn't it? No, it was 45, our currency. It was like, still low either way. It was like 14,000 theirs or whatever it was. So for him, it would be like, if I was whining about a $600 light bill, like it was so egregious to him that he's like, I can't stand for this. Right. Yeah. And that's to put that in perspective. Like, 
Yeah, it's it's fourteen dollars to us, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just like pesos. That's not a good look. Is that? <laughs> that's like that's like when Bernie Madoff was starting to sweat his car payments, and investors were like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we really started putting two and two together. Like, wait a minute, like, yeah, we just gave you thousands of dollars for tryouts and travel and hotels and whatever it may be, and you're sitting here telling us that you're gonna kick everybody out the house over a $45 light bill. Oh, shit. So that's when we was like, hmm. I think my money's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it, it, any business, there's going to be some type of whatever, a learning experience. But um, that was one of those big ones for us. Um, those guys are going to continue to play basketball. It just won't be through him. Yeah. So, but it, it was, it was definitely – it was something it, it, like you couldn't write it for a movie. I was pretty amused by the whole thing. I right. was eavesdropping hard as shit. And it, it was terrible. Yeah. And like I said, this situation just handled itself two weeks ago. It, like it was ongoing. Man. So your money is gone. It, oh, it's, it's definitely gone. gone. Yeah. And to be clear, it wasn't really my money. It yeah. was the guy's money. Yeah, that's any player like, you know, with that dream, that perspective, like I, I can make it. Me, yeah. I was honestly, <laughs> that's why I was... I was hitting you up again, man, because I was kind of hoping. But yeah, and, and I, mean, I did give money for food and other various things, but that's like kind of just like being an agent. You you would do that anyway if yeah. you had a prospect going to the combine. All right, well I'll let it go, man. Because I, <laughs> I, you didn't see that hoop I set up out back. I was going to show I you. I saw that. I, I went to ask you about that. I was going to dunk on you. <laughs> All right, let me move this light. This is unrelated to the conversation, people. If I leave this in, it's uh. Out of laziness, but I got to adjust my light because I can't see what I'm doing. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. I'm back. All right. So anyways, yeah, I was so fascinated by that whole story when you were telling me that because um, I think my takeaway from that was, holy shit, they are paying dudes a lot of money over there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that's kind of where we uh, deduced yeah. that we were being taken for a ride because these guys didn't have... Okay, so the way it works in overseas is they go off of your resume, your your basketball resume. So if you go to a major D one, you score you know a decent amount of points per game. Yeah, you know you you kind of get top tier money. Okay, if you get the NBA stamp, you go to the D league, whatever. You know you get more money overseas because you're more appealing to the locals. Yeah, these guys that were sent over there didn't have any of those stamps. So that that was like. So the Suspicious. dollar sign that he was promising was the was the red flag initially. Yeah, it was like okay, may, but maybe he he knows something we don't. But at, after doing the investigations and and him telling us that they were going to get this amount of money for this team, and we know that their money isn't like that, that's when we kind of just start calling people that we know in the Middle East. Yeah, and figure like <laughs> it was we called a friend of ours who was going who actually played for the team. One of the players were uh, going to. And the coach was like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I have no, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, uh, another American? No, we we, we got enough Americans. Yeah. Everybody and then it does. Was a, yeah. <laughs> and then, like I said, these guys, like, no shot to them, no no slight to them or whatever. Yeah. These guys are, are, are basketball players. They can play basketball. They just don't have the resume. Yeah, right. And that's big, you know, overseas. So. <sighs> Man, my dreams are fucking crushed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys can put, you know, 30, 40 points in the game easily. Yeah. Have you seen my uh, my YMCA highlights? <laughs> you got to send that to me. It's pretty good. Man. I think we can do something with that. Yeah. It's it's like 2007, though. <laughs> we can work with that, actually. Yeah. that's. I, I figure uh, 
if I catfish them, then um, I mean it's the thing everybody's doing it now. You, you figure out the long con, yeah, and you play it. You, you why not? Yeah, you get over there. You're like, ah, you know, my knee kind of hurts. Yeah, I can't really do anything. It's a little you know? sour. Yeah, <laughs> and I know that uh, six foot three black dude in the video. I told you that was me. Um, I had a, a vicious bleaching accident, <laughs> and I jumped off of my roof when I was roofing, and it truncated me. I lost a full foot off that injury. <laughs> Like Cotton Hill, my, <laughs> my shins are gone. <laughs> oh yeah, but it, it was just a very big learning experience for us, and it happened back to back. And like I said, we actually got players signed through him, but they were just, I guess, yeah. lucky. Yeah, I sympathize with you getting taken, man, because I invested in Bitcoin, and <laughs> I have, I've had so many of these like, now you look good on paper moments, and then you know. <laughs> And then I'm having to call people too. And I'm like, man, have you ever heard of Miranda coin? And they're like, no, that doesn't exist. And I'm like, all right, I sent 30K to it. Is that going to be a problem? Are we going to figure that out or what do we got? Yeah, just get a quick refund, man. That's all I'm asking for. So yeah. I've been there. I think the thing that really like, it's like, all right, you got us fucked up. Or was the guy that we're, you know, in question we're talking about. Um, the team he was going to had just recently cut a uh, former NBA player. Oh, oh shit. Uh, we're talking about like That's eight a bad year, yeah, eight year vet. Yeah. And we was like, so wait a minute. So you're telling us that they cut an eight year NBA vet who was also six, seven, two sixty, Yeah. To sign our guard. Who's yeah. six foot. 130 pounds oh shit that's that's what you're telling us yeah and this guy was averaging like 20 points a game are they doing like a money ball situation though <laughs> where you just don't understand the this statistics? was not the fact they're like they just get on base man that's all you gotta worry let's about. get the 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 best players we can get for the minimum amount of money yeah. and that's not what the case was they're like we had this nba player for two million we can get this guy for 190 dollars a week in hindsight, I wish that was the case. Yeah, <laughs> it was not. It, it just was a legitimate scam. Because the face that we got when we asked that question, it's like just just is that embarrassing? It it's very embarrassing yeah. because in your in your intellectual mind, you know it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you want to be wrong. God damn it, that's the worst. I get in those situations <laughs> all the time, man. Where I'm just like, I'm I'm too far in. I've deduced I'm getting fucked, and, but the but my hubris is like. Dude, no. stay the course. You you gotta you gotta see it through. Yeah, because I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm such a fucking winner. I'm gonna make this legitimate. And then so then I'm just like, put another thirty thousand of Miranda coin. <laughs> <laughs> I got some good karma coming it, my shit's way. It's gonna work out for me, man. And sometimes it's just not good it, karma. It's just yeah. No, I don't have great karma. <laughs> it's just bad investments. It's bad karma, man. It's but karma's karma. It's what I got coming to me. Right. I did some shit. Own it. Yeah. Own it. They'll find the bodies. <laughs> That's all we can do at this point. Yeah. But that was that was an eye-opening experience. That was but, a fascinating story, though. I just had no idea there was such a huge foreign um, basketball structure that, that was... I mean, I know to them they're not making anything compared to the NBA, but they're bringing money in, man. I mean, their basketball is a staple in the middle, like Middle East, China, Japan. Yeah, they I They pay never top known. dollar to get American talent. I, I'm so ignorant towards the middle east right. but when you were like basketball middle east i was just like that does not compute for me which is but just think about all the money they have over there the gold oh, the, the 15 year old driving the lamborghini that's 24 karat you know just think about oh. all that oh no i know because <laughs> i found myself stuck in this weird instagram algorithm where they just keep showing me like 17 year old kids from azerbaijan just 
like driving the dog shit out of brand new M5s. Just, yeah. yeah. And they just lay it on a curb and just chuck the keys and walk away. It's just, it, it, yeah, their concept of like, it's, it's crazy, but you know, you got to realize that they're like, they're in a direct rival with the actual NBA and trying to build the fan base yeah. and make it profitable. So in order to do that, they got to bring these high dollar players over there to win. You know, they have their own foreign cups and championships yep. and all that. That makes sense. It's a lot of country pride versus state to state pride. Yeah. It's the it, same concept. Which I think could be more prominent. Right. When it's country to country. Because these games are like yeah. NBA games, like country to country, people fighting in the stands. Oh, shit. Yeah. It, oh, it's I'm a in, real I'm thing for it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see this. But then you have the, you know, the. The bomb sirens that that comes with the territory. Hey, you know, <laughs> you want this fifty thousand dollar check this month? Yeah, you got to deal with a little landmine every now and then. I just convinced myself if I like sink a bucket and it goes off, I'm like, yeah, that's they know what's up. Those <laughs> sirens are for me, baby. Everybody else is laying on the ground. Yeah, look at them. They can't even look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's definitely a real thing. It, it's an occupational hazard. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna win this? You want this money? You can, yeah. Yeah. Is there is there a lot of uh. I, this this is just me like going off of what I know about boxing, but is there a lot of, um, if you're not playing to the oil sheiks standards? Oh, if you if go you, ahead, finish you, it. I'm gonna let you. I mean, finish. you're on the you're there. If, you know, you're getting if, geek squatted. <laughs> it, uh, no, it's it's not. Now nah, I don't know what goes on. I know what happens in Mexico. Shout out to Juarez. Yeah. Um, but keeping it real man. yeah <laughs> but uh no I, I to the to the point where if you don't perform they will get rid of your ass yeah like okay. they have they'll give you okay here's fifty thousand dollars we'll cut our losses just just fuck just, off just figure out your own plane tickets so hold up you're telling me mm-hmm. if i go there and i play shitty i'm gonna get fifty thousand dollars to fuck off <laughs> Well, that fifty that fifty thousand dollars comes with the promise that you've already played before. Like I said, when uh, you get to fifty thousand dollars, that means you've already dominated yeah. in multiple arenas. Yeah. So you're not gonna like to my point. You're not I'm gonna go a, over there with no resume yeah. and make fifty thousand dollars a month. I'm getting a kebab and a plane ticket. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, and like I said, and if they treating players like that who are making who they're paying thirty, forty, you know, fifteen, yeah. twenty thousand a month, that's suspicious. Yeah, sure. it's just like. Okay. Did so you, you have to have these conversations with the dudes that were waiting to get picked up over there? Yes. And how hard is that to like literally look at him and be like, "Look, be realistic about your skill set, man." And it's funny you say that because <laughs> we didn't have to have that conversation. Oh, okay. These guys knew. Okay. Like, okay, it was one guy who we he knew he could play. Yeah. But he like it's a lot of self awareness that goes into that. For sure. You know, you're not Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know you can play, you know you can score, but you're not the GOAT. Yep. Are you going to get as much money as the GOAT? No, you're not. So it's the pay scale is the same exact thing. That's like good. mailroom clerk to CEO. That your friends sound very self-aware. And, um, and it was it, it was an enlightening, uplifting experience when we sat on that Zoom call and they kind of like, you know, hey dude, we know we're not getting $15,000 a month. So that was only half of the battle. Yeah. The other half was Explain to them that we may have got fleeced. Yeah, that was the other, like it was, it was good that they knew that they weren't going to get that dollar amount. But at the same time, it's like, it still fucking sucked because nobody wants to go to investors. Like, you know what? I kind of just fucked off y'all money. I don't know how you're going to get it back. Yeah. More importantly, you're in a foreign country. I have no fucking idea how you're going to get home. Oh, that's, that's and then scary, it's a, man. yeah. And then it's a time pressing issue because 
this guy's whoever you're staying with is going to throw you out on the street. Yeah. You have no plane ticket home. So now we have to get all this money up to get you guys home. So you're not walking around the streets of a foreign country. Damn. That's actually, you can't put your, yeah, you can't put your hands on the guy because you go to jail in a, just, just say Turkish prison. Yeah. Why are you doing quotations, man? We all know what that means. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not a, a savory situation. So it's just like, it's a very angering and, it, it it was a definite learning experience. And yeah. I mean, now as going through that, we're we're better, you know, at what we're going to be doing in the future. Yeah. So this, so so now, what do you like talent scout? This is that essentially what you're doing, or are you just, or is your job just to connect? Are you like a brokerage in between? The- it's not even a brokerage because I'm not getting a dime, a oh, okay. dime or a dollar. Nobody like nobody and me, my friend, yeah. or my other friend. We're literally just doing this to give guys a shot at their dream. Yeah, I can kind of respect that though, man. Honest, well, so like this. this is if not- I have the, I've always yeah. been that guy. If I have a connection to something that's going to get you to where you want to be in life, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, I'm going to piss off a lot of people in the industry right now, but like that. So that's how I handle teaching tattooing. People reach out to me all the time, and they're like, "Hey, man, I want to apprentice. I, I don't do apprenticeships. Mm-hmm. I don't take your money." But this door is open and right. people come in and I'll teach them anything. And I've got three or four people that now have functioning careers that didn't do a traditional apprenticeship because I think it's usury and it's shitty. I want people right. to have a chance. I want people to have what I have. And that's noble. Right. And it takes it, it, it really says a lot about you. And like I said, that maybe that's I'm pretty sure it's 100 percent why we gravitate towards one another. You yeah. Because, you know, you were just a guy on Instagram. Actually, I fu- me and your wife was friends like for five years. Yeah, she knew you, and she like I think you came by the gym that one day, and she's like, "This is the dude." You had a challenger. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm a fucking <laughs> car freak, man. So she was like, "This dude's got a sick challenger." But and you should have seen, you know, just to kind of get a, you know that story. But yeah, you should have seen the aha moment when I figured out that you were married because her name was like Holly Tebow. Yeah. Oh, so you like followed me? But I followed I her. Oh, I got you. But me and my friends at work was like, man, this dude Tyler Turnbull is the 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 shit, you yeah. know, for years. Like he, we used to see each for other. Thank you saying that on my podcast, dude. <laughs> but this this is like <laughs> honestly what happens. Like we we would uh, DM each other your 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 videos. Like man, he's in t- he's in Katie too, and and me and your wife was already Instagram friends, and then I saw a picture with you and her together. I was like. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I was like, "Your husband is, you know, Tyler." And she's like, "Yeah," and that's when I kind of just like threw it out there, like, "I'm shoot my shot." Yeah, hey, I've been trying to book him for months, and then you know, here we are, three years later, and that's kind of how it went. She but... brokered that deal hard, man. <laughs> she did because we were at the gym, and like, uh, you you were cruising up, and she was like, "This is dude," and I was like, "You know, she's which has happened to me a bunch." So I'm normally I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, and then I go on with my day, but like, she was like, "Nah, this guy, you got to know this dude." Uh, because she was right though man she was right but yeah and it, and it turned out like yeah. the wife's wife's into intuition you know good people she yeah she knows the sort of people i enjoy which is a very small bubble it, right. it's pretty small uh but yeah she was right about that one and then said you know pretty much anyone i'm friends with she knows except my best friend chris the, the filipino kid i was telling you about <laughs> right i'm not even sure she likes this dude man it's he has put her chris if you're listening we we love you oh my god i love chris chris fucking knows man he knows he's self-aware too i love i love him to he knows she loves him too they're actually friends from midland from way back okay uh but like he's just so different than everyone else i hang out with right he he is like uh man what is what is even the, the way to explain it he's sin per- personified okay but like he brings it out of me like we go to vegas and then we're just like lecherous debaucherous human beings i'll say he's not the person you want to travel with to no, a place no. that has no he and i know that we have to do short bursts of each other's company because one of you is going to end up with a felony yeah you just can't have that kind of you can't have that kind of diet for too long man you know what i mean you binge for the weekend and you move on so aside from him uh 
who he's literally more my brother than anything because we grew up together and like he like i i grew up in an abusive household where right. my stepdad would like kick the shit out of my mom and uh, not to say it's so cavalier but you know he, right. won. he won the fight so he won every time so you know it, it wasn't even close i'm gonna be honest with you and then i meet my friend chris later on when i'm living with my dad i'm in a better household and then same thing now his dad's whooping up on his mom you know fucking undefeated and we just commiserate on that. We're like right. helping each other out. Cause I'm telling him like, dude, I came from this. The strangest things yeah. bring you together. Exactly. Right. So like that, so we're brothers forever from that. And then no matter who he becomes or who I become, we always click, but that's not the sort of person I make friends with anymore. I make friends with more, uh, like he's pretty open-minded. He's very open-minded, but like my friends now are more low key, relaxed, definitely heavy on the comedy, you know, just right. self-aware too. Like you're, you're humble and you know yourself and that it's easier to talk to someone like that. Because when you talk to somebody who's lying to themselves, that that conversation is just fucking bullshit. <laughs> so you know that's that's why you and I vibe so well, and and I'm sure she's just like trying to get me as many non Chris's as she possibly can, <laughs> but she can't shake the Chris, man. You can't shake the Chris. You can't shake the Chris. This boy's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's just it was it was it was it was crazy though. But you know, I was like, because uh, you know, we had been. Me, me and my wife had been DMing her for like months, like because yeah. she was doing keto at one point. On point in Dude, time. she was she was hot and heavy on every workout. I mean, she and that's what it was. It was like, hey, we're on keto too. So yeah. all of us was in, you know. And I found out she was your husband. I'm like, no way, you know. Yeah, it, it was crazy. That I feel bad for her because she has a lot of people that'll like befriend her, and it, it, <laughs> and she's like, do you know this guy? And I'm like, no. And then sure enough, like two conversations in, they're like, so I see your dude does tattoos. Yeah, he does tattoos, right? Yeah, and she's just like, she's so sick of that shit, man. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's it's crazy, and you know them them actually, you know, becoming friends too is it's yeah that works out pretty good. It, it works out. It, it's it's crazy how it works out. Yeah, but, I think you know, like types of people gravitate. We're like humans are archetypal. Really, if you break it down, there's like what nine types of people. They just come in different colors and sizes, but there's like nine of us, and so those nine types hang out with their types. And it's always and it's always experience. Anytime I come to the shop, so yeah, you know. It's yeah, uh, I, hell. Even the first shit. What was my first? I can't. I don't even know what the hell my first tattoo was. Was it the skyline? Was it? Was it? Nah. Nah. Was Ooh. that my first tattoo? Yeah, I guess it was my I first tattoo by you. I feel like it was, but I feel like this is too new for you to be my first tattoo by I'm, you. I'm just looking at the way it's layered. So that being behind the image definitely indicates that we did it secondary. Foreground images will always be fully. They won't have any borders around them. Nothing will cut them off. Right. So that actually. So this had to be first. See how it's a it's the full image. Nothing is in front. Right. So th- so, so I know start, all this came as one, and then I came one. back and got this. Yeah, and it this. was a big chunk of all that at once. That's what it was. Yeah, it was all of this. Okay, so that's what we did. Yeah, it was yeah. all of this. That was then, in Cyprus. Yeah, that was yeah. damn. I, shit, was it? Yeah, that it was, was right. Yeah, I felt like it was a while ago. But that was only last. No, it had I, to be Cyprus because it was when I was, was working right before out. COVID. So it's been like two years. Yeah, that yeah. was Cyprus because I bailed. I sold my shop after COVID right? because they gave me COVID gave me two months off and I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, it's just, I was not going back, dude. I, as soon as I went back to the shop, I walked in and I was like, I'm done. No. <laughs> yeah. Too much. This, Cause like I, at the end of the day, I just want to do tattoos. And when you own a business, you're doing everything else. Tattoo becomes secondary. And right. that's, if you had ever told me I get to a point where tattoos are secondary in my career, that's a, that's a pro I would have totally opted out right away, but it never occurred to me owning a business would make that happen. So, uh, so yeah, I bailed on it, and then uh, I, I forget that we tattooed you there, but I mean, it makes sense time. Yeah, this is the this was the only one. Yeah, I got there, and then you were here for the rest of them. Yeah, because you know you booked up years, decades at a time. Yeah, my bad, dude. 
<laughs> I try not to. I literally have people trying to hop in my car, trying to come over here to see if they can. <laughs> it's like a referral program. So my son's best friend is named uh, Cisco. Little, he's little Cisco. His father's name is Cisco. He's another dude I tattoo all the time. Um, he, his whole family is fucking amazing. They're, they're like, they're just, they have the best hearts. They are the nicest people. And, but he's, he recognizes how hard it is to get in. So what he does is like on the way out, he's like, yo, give me every Saturday you've got. And he shows up with just family members and, but he's, he's smart. You know, he's like, he locks it down. Cause he knows, <laughs> you know, if you miss the slot, it's you, you're waiting two months. Yeah. My friend Brandon does the same thing. Like, Hey, when you, uh... Dude, he always hijinks. Yeah, always yeah. When, when next time you're going to Tyler, I was like, Oh shit, I got something in two months. He's like, all right, I'm gonna go with you. Cool. Yeah. Duke will be here like an hour and he'll be like, Hey, my friend Brandon's going to stop by. <laughs> but like I saw Brandon kind of rooting around in the bushes for an hour. There. He's been here the whole fucking time. It's, it's definitely experience people. Yeah. It's, you know, get it while you can get it. <laughs> I try not to book up that much. I know it sucks. Um, that's why I turned so many projects down. When I was at Cyprus, I took everything. And so that's, that's why it turned into like four or five months. And, you know, yeah, I was not enjoying that. Yeah. But this one was actually, you know, fairly quick. Now, yeah. I, yeah. Cause I got the la- the Joker, what a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a month to the day. I think, yeah, currently I'm booked, uh, like a month and a half at most. Yeah. See? Um, my turn down rate is higher than it's, <laughs> it's ever been. Very high. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it, but you see on my Instagram, I'm not, there's just, there's a specific thing that's happening this style that I'm just not yielding from. If it's not going to be something like that, I'm just not doing it. Admirable. I mean, to be honest, it's the service of the customer because that's what I'm best at. And the idea of doing like a subpar tattoo, just because someone asked me to, because like people will be like, I want to get tattooed by the best. And I'm like, right. I appreciate it. that. Sounds like, you know, tattooers know we're not the best, but I'm aware I'm good. So <laughs> when they say that, I'm like, cool what do you want? And then they'll show me and I'm like, well, I'm not the best at that. Right. That you're, at the, you're going to the wrong dude. But that's understanding that, you yeah. know, that, they, that all ties back into the whole basketball conversation. You know what you're good at. You know what you're not good you gotta, at. Dude, you got to be realistic. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be realistic. Am I this player that's going to get this amount of money? The end that's of the day, you're probably happen. not. Nope. <laughs> Unless you play for a team for X amount of years and you score points in, you know, a high league, but it's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're coming to me for like, bomb ass old english lettering it's coming it's come it's a font coming off the internet <laughs> i don't know how to do it i can't draw it <laughs> i don't get it yeah i got i got actually like three people <laughs> trying to get Outside, a cover up right now? <laughs> right right now just rooting around in the bushes <laughs> waiting for you to be like i got my friends coming so yeah i got like three people trying to get a cover up and i was like yeah yeah, but you got his number. Just call him right now. I said, it's not set up like that. I'm not going to call this guy. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. That's not what this friendship is about. This is about tattooing. Yeah. You know, and, and, and really just like brotherhood. I'm not going to. Just give him my email, dude. That's the most diplomatic way for you to have done your job. And then whatever happens on my end happens, right? But I think they see your Instagram and get like, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to get in. And it does give you that. That the type of feeling I get it. Yeah, it's like it's like when your friend got to hook up for like a concert that sold out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even actually know if you want to see the band, but just the idea that you can't. Exactly. That's that's the trick in tattooing, by the way, man. You just pretend you're booked. I know there's so many tattooers that are like they'll come into the shop to take a walk in for the day, and uh, they all know they haven't tattooed in three days. And someone will come in and be like, oh, you know, I'm looking to get to sleep, and he's like, yeah, maybe I can get you in like two weeks. And I'm like, dude, your car note was due yesterday. <laughs> But but in their mind, you know, they're like, you gotta you gotta look hot, man. You, you gotta, gotta make sure people want it. Supply and demand. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I think I'll get to that point after I have a little bit of savings. 
which is exactly what I did, by the way. I so stayed, basically, they were playing Russian roulette with their card dude. Fuck yeah, the two tattooers live on the edge, man. But I got to the point I saved some money, and then I was like, okay, I can start being a little more like, you know, uh, picky with my my stuff. But I still never lied about how far out I was booked because that just shoots me in the foot. Right. You know, like telling you come back in two weeks and I don't do shit for two weeks. When you show up, I'm gonna look desperate. <laughs> I would be like Smeagol with the fucking ring, man. My hair's falling out. I'm caressing your arm. Just oh, trying to, shit. I'm paying my bills today. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, it's a cool trick, but, you know, not smart. The best trick is just do good work even when you don't want to do the work. And then save all your money, and then you can you can take a day off and turn a project down, you know. That actually makes a lot more sense than it's, an alternative. Yeah, nobody likes it because it means you just got to work a lot. You know, I t- my first years of tattooing were, I took everything dude oh my god i didn't turn shit down it was crazy but also i didn't even know what my style was so why would i turn shit down i didn't know what i was good at so what is your actual defined style I, black and gray realism is definitely my my like uh my bread and butter okay. um but i'm i'm really good at illustrative stuff mm-hmm. uh full color illustrative full color realism i can do all that um it's easier to this fucking cockiest thing i can say let me tell you what i'm not good at dude because that's a shorter <laughs> list that's right? a shorter list that's than a what real I'm good short at. list yeah, that, that is <laughs> <laughs> that is uh lettering i'm not great at it i'm not good at any form of um polynesian yeah i'll take notes yeah don't ask me for uh, you know it's cool eggs <laughs> it's cool though is i have a clientele now or at least like both my clientele currently and the clientele coming to me they seem to figure it out i don't get asked for this stuff anymore i think I feel like I made myself clear on my Instagram and people know what to look for. Every once in a while, one will slip through, but it's always somebody that like, you could tell they just saw you today. You know what I mean? Like they just, they were cruising Instagram and popped into your thing. was like, oh shit, right now. Oh yeah, let me, let me see. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, hey, go back, look through Instagram, do your research, come back to me. Oh man. So I'm getting close to wrapping this. And then I got that other appointment. Um, yeah. So this might be a good time just to you know wrap it up, dude. So what did, what did we learn today? Oh, man. Don't buy shit. Don't wreck your cars. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, <laughs> racism. That's not good. <laughs> racism is bad. <laughs> it's bad. But the, you know, for our first podcast, we had a lot of range today. It did. Yeah, it got all the way across the board. I'm, I might be done. Yeah. Right. Like the next podcast, I'll be like, don't talk about that, dude. dude yeah, we did it. We, we did that. Yeah, we did that. Talked about tattooing. You know, kind money. of come to think about it, it's kind of like those uh, you know traveling karaoke shows yeah right yeah. <laughs> don't, don't play that bro it's already played episode one is also the final episode this is it Enjoy also it. I'm, I'm not a very like uh diverse person like i think you might have dipped all the way to the bottom of the well that's it i got nothing else to give you <laughs> the end he's obviously playing guys yeah no i'm super fucking deep i cry at the moon <laughs> And it's, it's definitely been a pleasure being here. Yeah, I'm glad you came on, man. So yeah. um, you, you kicked it off, episode one, Duke Hardy. And right. this is uh, Sessions. I'm Tyler Turnbull. And tune in next week. If you don't hear anything, it's because I found the editing exhausting and I didn't do another episode. All right, bye, guys. <laughs>